let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC, Beyond Granite Pulling Together is a first of its kind. The outdoor exhibit on the National Mall brings together six art installations that are all about highlighting stories that are underrepresented in the Smithsonian's. The sculptures are kind of provocative. They're meant to start a conversation, and you only have one more week to check them out because the exhibit ends on Monday. Teresa Durkin of the Trust for the National Mall and Marcel Acosta of the National Capital Planning Commission explain what makes this exhibit so special. Today is Tuesday, September 12th. I'm Bridget Todd, and here's what DC is talking about. So this is the first outdoor exhibit of its kind on the mall, and I imagine that's to spark curiosity in a really accessible way. Like somebody passing by might be like, oh, what's that? And come over. What conversations are you all hoping to start with this exhibit? Beyond Granite is really an exhibition that tries to encourage more thinking about what the purpose of symbolic spaces like the mall is about. And also ask the question, what stories are untold on the National Mall? Uh, We have some wonderful memorials and monuments and museums on the mall today that tell different types of stories. Uh, But the American Uh, history and experience is so much bigger and vaster than that. So one of the things that the art exhibition tries to do is to expand and amplify diversity and inclusion issues and the different types of storytelling that we can have on the mall. And this wonderful art exhibition that we have called Beyond Granite Pulling Together is a great example of enhancing and enlarging this conversation about the American people, our experiences, our history, and who we're about. That's absolutely the at the heart of this initiative and this program as visitors are coming to the National Mall right now. And whether they knew about this exhibition or not, are being um, delighted and surprised that they're actually finding this artwork on the National Mall um, where you might not expect it. And that it's a curated exhibit and that it's intentional and that all six of these wonderful artists were invited to participate. Going to the uh, kind of the fundamental reasons why we are doing Beyond Granite and the National Park Service and the Trust for the National Mall and the National Capital Planning Commission as partners really see this as being a great opportunity to do two things. One is to, again, uh, tell more diverse stories about the American experience on America's civic stage. But number two, do it in a way that protects the mall's very important open spaces. And that, you know, all of both the National Park Service and CPCM, the trust, are stewards of the space. And we really feel that temporary artwork like this will do both things, that it won't lead to an overdevelopment of the mall, but it will also do it in a way that allows not this 
more than the six installations that you see here, because they're done in a temporary fashion, many other stories in the future could be told this way. So behind the six installations here, there may be hundreds or thousands of different stories that we might be able to tell through this temporary art installation approach uh, that gives us, you know, and our visitors ability to just have a better understanding of the the totality of the American experience that you can't necessarily do with permanent memorials and monuments. So this is a great complement to that. And I think at the end of the day, if we can achieve both through Beyond Granite, I think all of us will be, you know, fully satisfied and, and thrilled of its success. Where did the title Pulling Together come from? Well, the title Pulling Together was was the brainchild of uh, Paul Farber and Salamisha Tillett, who are the co-curators. And it was it's purely based on Marian Anderson's performance in 1939 when she sat on the steps of the Lincoln on Easter, that Easter Sunday. And there was a newspaper article that was touting that at that time that it was a great moment in American history and, and American democracy and a time of pulling together. So they used that phrase as the title for this exhibition and, of course, shared that with all of the artists with uh, the prompt that this exhibition should be about what stories remain untold. And that was the inspiration that was given to the artists. I love the title because I think that uh, that 1939 sentiment was relevant then, but it's it's still relevant today. And that just shows us that we can draw from history and pull those stories back up and make them relevant again and teach a whole new generation about uh, their own history. What a beautiful way to tell the story of us, of our history. It's time to get dressed up, DC. So Others Might Eat is having its Young Professionals Network Spring Soiree that's to help raise funds for homelessness in D.C. The gala is on the evening of May 17th at the National Museum of Women in the Arts. There will be live music from DJ Heat from the Washington Wizards, photo booths, food, and even a special appearance by a former actor from Pretty Little Liars. Wow. There will also be a canned food drive, so be sure to bring a few cans to support Sum's Food Pantry. Grab tickets before they're gone at sum.org slash spring soiree. That's S-O-M-E dot O-R-G slash spring soiree. See you there. When was the last time you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out. The Gala Theater in Columbia Heights is showing the political musical comedy Museum in the Closet, Avida's Return, which follows Argentine icon Eva Perón to the afterlife as her preserved corpse ignites political scandals, clandestine affairs, and mysterious murders. The show is full of samba, reggae, and tango that will have you tapping your feet nonstop. The show is in Spanish with English surtitles and will run from May 9th through June 9th. Get your tickets now at galatheater.org or call 202-234-7174. What are the six different installations and what specific history are they trying to highlight? Well, we've got six 
different artists who are really, there's no duplication of the themes that they're talking about. They're all very unique and they're spread out across the National Mall from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial through Constitution Gardens and all the way to the mall itself. And they range from a beautiful, innovative statue of Marian Anderson and in remembrance of her 1939 concert on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And if you follow the path of the exhibition, you'll next come upon Tiffany Chung, who's created a map of the world that traces the global roots of Southeastern Asian immigrants and refugees from the Vietnam War. And next you'll come upon Wendy Redstar, who's created an incredible sculpture that is actually her thumbprint, but it's meant to represent and has the names of Crow Nation chiefs who signed treaties with the U.S. government and is in dialogue because it sits on the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence Memorial. So that's just the first three. And then you'll come upon the America's Playground, and it's an actual playground that brings us to mind and reflects the story of desegregated playgrounds in the nation's capital. Moving along to the um, south side of the Washington Monument, you'll come upon Ashton T. Crawley's installation called Homegoing, and he's created an actual musical piece that's in memorial and honoring the fallen Black church musicians who died during the AIDS crisis back in the 80s. It was a very spiritual installation. And finally, you get to the National Mall, the mall itself, the, the grassy panels at 12th Street, and there's an interactive bell tower, which passersby can ring a giant bell to complete an unfinished version of My Country Tis of Thee. That one is titled Let Freedom Ring. And people are just, you know, all young and old are standing there ringing that bell. It's a great finish you follow the curated exhibit in that order. Wow. That that one seems like it's a treat for the all the senses, right? You're hearing the bells, hearing the no, hearing the sounds, watching young people and older folks joining in and ringing these bells. Like what an interesting exhibit. I'm curious, what went into choosing these specific artists and these specific subjects? Well, the artists, you know, we worked with Monument Lab, who's an art studio, and they're immersed in all things monuments and memorials. And so they helped us to choose these six artists. They started with a long list and eventually invited these six artists because they knew they would all bring something exciting and unique to this exhibition within the time frame that we have to do it. I mean, we're funded by a grant from the Mellon Foundation. And so we, we have to work within a certain time frame. So we knew that we could engage these six artists came to town and they walked the National Mall and then they were all, all went away and um, they came together in community here and walked the ball together and then went away and developed their concepts. And we were just delighted to see that they came back with six different expressions and six different stories to tell. Marcel, is there an exhibit that speaks to you the most? Well, I think each of them have a certain connection to me. I think they all speak to different aspects of, I think, of the human experience and experiences as Americans. I think what's really interesting to me, as Teresa mentioned, is that this has really been as a compliment to 
permanent memorials that are out there. So the use of color, the use of sound, the scale, the size of these pieces of art really kind of lends itself to much more of a human experience on the mall. It really makes the spaces seem much more easier to comprehend. It feels more human-scaled in a lot of ways. And so I really think that's really the genius of this temporary exhibition. It kind of changes the way you perceive the mall and how we could tell those stories there. And I really think uh, this is really a start to what we hope to be uh, a series of different types of installations uh, on the mall and off the mall that can really tell different aspects of the American experience. Okay, so let's talk about that, because I know one of the, I guess, criticisms that the Smithsonian gets is that they collectively tell a story of a pretty kind of narrow subset of the American story in America's history. I know that this exhibition is meant to sort of balance that out a little bit, but it is a temporary exhibit. You know, it's only on the mall till September 18th. Are there any plans to bring stories like this to the mall on a more permanent basis? Well, that's one of the things that this is a pilot exhibition. So this is the first one It's really a demonstration of a exhibition's potential on the National Mall in terms of how it tells the story, how people perceive the experience. And I think this will help us understand kind of like its future potential, whether we want to continue to do it in this fashion or in some other fashion. So after this this exhibition is completed, we're going to evaluate what's happened. And really, we have surveyors out there talking to people who are viewing the exhibitions. We're talking to the artists about their experiences. So we're looking at this as really as a way to amplify storytelling in the long term. Um, whether it's done in this fashion or in a slightly different way, something that we'll have conversations about in the coming months and hopefully we'll have a bigger story to tell or more, more to come soon. So it's really a way to kind of test kind of the potential success and viability of using artwork as a way to tell stories. Oh, that's so good to hear. I'm very excited. We'll be staying tuned to see how some of that shakes out. What do you think when people, let's say that you're walking across the mall, you don't even know what this is. You see this exhibit, you're like, oh, let me go interact with this. What do you hope that someone like that will leave this exhibit feeling? Well, first of all, I, I hope they feel fulfilled. That it also surprised, you know. I think serendipity and the notion of you know having this you know great experience when you least expect it is one of the great experiences that we could have. So I think just having these these uh, six installations kind of along the mall, telling these very different stories about the American experience, you know, something I hope resonates with our visitors who come to have a better understanding of our country and its people. So I really hope that they have that experience. And also, I think to the extent that, you know, these stories that are being told either reflects their own histories, but also gives them a better understanding of, you know, other people's histories and experiences is really what I think could be the most important thing that comes out of it. You know, we really need to think about empathy for others. And a lot of it is just by through education and through just kind of under, a better understanding of what our fellow human beings have gone through and how they got here through these various pieces of art. So I also think that's a very important component of storytelling and telling the stories of others' experiences. And it does lead to a better understanding and, again, empathy that I hope people come away from this exhibit with. Empathy through art, so important. 
Marcel, Teresa, thank you so much for being here. I'll see you at the exhibit. Well, we look forward to having you there. Thank you. Before you go, here's some quick news. Firefighters are working to contain a two-and-a-half-acre fire that began Friday in Shenandoah National Park. As of Sunday, 10% of the fire was contained. It began in the Miller's Head area of the park and appears to have sparked naturally. Also, D.C. is planning to hire more investigators to deal with the growing problem of illegal trash dumping. There were almost 8,000 reports of illegal dumping made before June, putting the city on track to break records this year. Most incidents were in Ward 5, which has the highest abundance of zoning for high-density commercial property. And finally, Union Market is getting a farmer's market. Beginning on September 17th, the year-round market will be open on Sundays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. The D.C.-based nonprofit that operates over two dozen markets across the region will run it. That's all for today here on CityCast D.C. And if you enjoyed the show, why not share it with your arty friend? You can rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then.